Hello, listeners of Jackie Just Chatters. This is your hostess, Jackie Lentz. This is my ongoing bonus mini-cast murder mystery serial. Each week brings a fresh letter in this cozy tale of murder. If you have not listened before, you are going to want to find letter number one and begin there. I hope you enjoy. To silence a scandalmonger, murder in an English village. Welcome to another installment of this audio drama. Play along as you step into the role of one Gwendolyn Armstrong, who is living in 1951 Oxford, England, and is in the final months of earning her bachelor's degree in history from St. Hugh's. Your post is full of regular letters from your Aunt Ivy and other occupants of the charming village of Upper Stock Green. On the surface, it seems a serene picture of stone cottages, beautiful green countrysides, and charitable neighbors. But underneath, in the darkness, a sinful world hides, and the shadow beats the heart of a murderer. By the time the last letter arrives, can you identify the killer? Previously, on To Silence a Scandalmonger, we learned that Aunt Ivy figured out that Iris Bailey's absence in the village was due to an unplanned teen pregnancy. Clearly, that is something her parents, Mr. and Mrs. Bailey, who run the post office, want to keep private. What the father of the child wants is anyone's guess, as Ivy hasn't discovered his identity. Yet. But which is the bigger shocker? The baby, or the fact that Mrs. Owen saw Reverend Fernsby sharing a lover's tete-a-tete with Miss Berrycloth, first thing in the morning behind the tea shop. What will Ivy uncover next? Let's join this week's adventure, shall we? A letter to Gwen from Aunt Ivy. 11th of February, 1951. Rabbit Hill Cottage, Upper Stock Green, England. Dear Gwenny, hello darling girl, you sounded tired in your last very short letter. I worry about you working too hard. You are so much at your studies you barely have time to write your favourite aunt. I can think of no other reason for the lack of proper mail. I am sure that will be rectified shortly though. Mrs Owens and I have been getting the guest room ready for your Easter holiday visit and also talking about the menu. I know it is months away, but I am so excited to see you again. I am not the only one looking forward to seeing you again. Should I plan on inviting any special guests for dinner while you are here? Thank you for the one letter describing your essay on Women in Post-Industrial England Compared to Postmodern England. I honestly did not understand it very well, how can we be postmodern? Modern is now. To be postmodern would be in the future. How does one write an essay about something that hasn't happened yet? Are you allowed to just make things up? I shared it with the ladies of the Women's Institute at our monthly meeting. Most of them were as confused as myself. Miss Brooke Turner, the local librarian, said she thought your essay most clever and babbled on with some nonsense. I don't think she understood it any better than the rest of us. She just wanted to look smarter than she is. She didn't go to university, now did she? Most of the ladies were interested in talking about the archers. Have you been listening to this new drama on the wireless? 
it is giving us plenty to talk about. How pleasant to have new things to discuss besides when is rationing going to end, the King's health or Mrs Gibson going on about Mr Gibson's battle with gout. There is only so many things one can say about gout. The woman is a bit tiresome. Our recent meeting held at Miss Turner's home was a very interesting one indeed. A stunning thing happened, Gwen. I had to use the lavatory. However, someone else was occupying it, so I had to wait. Located next door is Miss Turner's bedroom. I got a little bored just standing in the hall and I began to pace. I happened to pace into her bedroom, just by accident, you understand. Next to the door is a chest of drawers and the top drawer wasn't quite closed. I was trying to be helpful and close it for her, but it opened up on me and I happened to look inside. There was a photo of a younger Brooke Turner with a handsome young man. On the back side of the photo, it read, Rebecca and John Harrison, 1939, Brighton, Honeymoon. What is all this? Miss Turner came to our village as a single woman. Do you think you could use any of that fancy education of yours and figure this mystery out? What is the true identity of the president of our Women's Institute chapter? Not only is she hiding her identity, but also other items in that drawer. They were shocking. She had these lacy, silky, incredibly revealing undergarments. She is supposed to be a respectable village librarian, and under her proper grey and flannel suits are items that I would only expect to be worn by women who earn their bread selling their virtue. I won't be able to look at her the same again. Do you suppose she is one of those socialists? Alexandria Gastrel asked me over for tea. She and her husband, Mr Caleb Gastrel, are the ones who live in the big manor house. Mr Gastrel fancies himself as a squire of the village. He is the only one who sees it that way. I think he puffs himself up more than is good for a man. I accepted Mrs Gastrel's invitation. They always put on a good spread, but I really don't care for them. You see, your Uncle Herbert did some business with them back in the day. Mr Gastrel was attempting to get Uncle Herbert to join in on a money-making scheme involving a mine, I recall. This was several years ago. There was some paperwork lying about on it. Herbert had a bad feeling about the deal and in the end passed up investing, which was good because it all fell through and many people lost a good deal of money. I believe Mr Gibson and Mr Palmer the butcher both lost a bit of money. There were others as well. I cannot remember them all. Though I noticed the Gastrels didn't really change their standard of living. Herbert had some other things to say about a swindle. I am hoping they serve scones and that that strawberry jam their cook puts up. It really is the best in the county. Mrs Owens has made you a tin of biscuits. I am including them with this letter. Write soon. Love, Aunt Ivy. Come back in a week for Gwen's next letter as we work closer to solving who silences Scandalmonger. Have any suspects, speculations, or insights? Head over to my Facebook author page and share your theories. 
You can find the link in the description. This podcast was written by Jackie Lentz, narrated by Jackie Lentz, and Ivy, voiced by Diane Foxhill. Remember, you can follow on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, and iHeartRadio. Or you can find me, like, and subscribe on YouTube. If you are enjoying these podcasts, I would be delighted if you shared with your friends, left a rating on Spotify, or a review on Apple Podcast. Until next time, I wish you well.